So, done any Christmas shopping? No, none yet. No? Jesus memorabilia, that's where it's at. Look. Have I ever shown you my... What v- is that? Have I, it's my velvet Jesus. That's lovely. It's beautiful. I mean, I've got a whole shelf, as you know. I like to collect these things. That's not technically memorabilia, is it? I mean, Jesus memorabilia would technically be relics. <laughs> so, like, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> a bit of the... A bit of the cross or something. Oh no! This no. is this is Jesus sort of themed merchandise. The only th- yeah, yeah. The only thing I've got is got, I've got them right here. There you go. Last supper after dinner mints. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Some we were doing this faith questions thing, uh, mm. you know, like a Zoom. It was good. We should do a mid faith crisis Zoom. It's just, it's quite fun. Anyway, and someone showed me their little Jesus keyring, and it had a light in it because he's the ah. light of the. See? See what they did there? Well, somewhere in this house, I've got a Jesus glow-in-the-dark crucifix that well, you bought me. that is beautiful. Let me tell you. To be honest, I had to shut it away in a cupboard because it was keeping me awake at night. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you're ashamed of the cross of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode... Uh, oh, I've scrolled to the wrong bit. Oh. Episode 139 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. <laughs> podcast. <laughs> My name is Nick Page, and I'm joined by Joe Davis. Are we in the best frame of mind to do this? No. <laughs> when are we ever? Anyway. That is a good point. It's true, and it's been a, a lovely day full of rain all day. Yes. Yeah, it's been horrible, hasn't it? Hasn't it been a shocker? How are you doing? Um, yeah, all right. I mean, you know, I just... It's one of those days. It's been a bit hassly to get here, but it's nice to see you now. And, uh, yeah, yeah, here we are, Thursday, Soul Place Tonight, podcast now, and, yeah, here, ready to go. There's nothing much more to say. I tell you what, though, we've got a great interview coming up. That makes we have happy. got a great interview. Yeah, with the yeah. lovely Brian Draper. So um, we're just talking to him about Advent because he's doing this email Advent series he does all the time. So we slightly delayed the kind of questions to to uh, Nick Page. Nick Page, not so much leader of men, but more author of book. Mm. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we do those next. Not too late for people to get their questions in. So seriously, if you've read the book... Uh, Christmas tradition, something and utter baubles. I've just, oh. I've just changed the name of it. <laughs> you moan about me doing bad intros. You've forgotten the title of my book. I mean, well, listen, the author of uh, Christmas tradition, truth and total baubles. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. And you rattled that off extremely impressively, if I may say so. Well, I should uh, do, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, you should. But that's never stopped you getting things right that wrong before. So well done. Um, yes. So please do send in send in any questions, thoughts, comments, even just reviews. I'd love to hear from you. I don't know. I don't think we're getting quite so many emails as we used to. I think people have just got a bit COVID and a bit meh. Mm, yeah. So well, please... maybe we're just not stirring them up enough. Maybe no, we're maybe just we're not, not being controversial. What you could do is email us with your favourite uh, Jesus merchandise. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, as take... we just talked, we just talked about that just <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> we were. Yeah, so photograph your favourite Jesus merchandise and send it to us. Joe at midfaithcrisis.org. 
I've got somewhere some Jesus pencil toppers. You know, little rubber <laughs> figures that you put on the top of pencils. How lovely. We should put a packet together for a prize for somebody. We should give them we some should. merchandise. We should. <laughs> make their Christmas. Yeah. Anyway, how yeah. are you? I'm all right. Uh, I'm all right. Life has settled into a sort of pattern. of. Right. Uh, there's a kebab van now. So here's the thing. Oh. There is a great kebab van that parks o- over the road from us at the village hall. Really? Yeah. And you have to pre-order. This is the COVID world. Yeah. So you have to you have to text your order in beforehand. <laughs> and then so every Saturday night it's kebab night's great. Oh lovely. It's really good. Oh, and I ought to promote you. Do you remember <laughs> ages ago when I used to go to the theatre? Yes. And I spoke about a play called The Flying Lovers of Vitebsk by about by Chagall. It was about Chagall, the painter. I You probably don't remember. No, it was I one don't. of the best plays I've ever seen. Okay. And there's a live-streamed version of it. Oh, um, it? If you're going out from the Bristol Old Vic, I'll put the link on the show notes because I, I think you will be able to see it on catch-up kind of thing if you want to as well. Okay. So people could see that. And I, it's it's marvellous. If you love Chagall's painting, okay. and uh, you know you're, this play is fantastic. Okay, great. So I recommend that. Well, I, I want to see it now, so that's good. Yeah. Good. good. So here we are. It's Advent. We're going to have pretty much an Advent theme. Um, mm. Yeah. And you're, you're also a bit of an Advent expert, aren't you? Say something. Well, I am since the Christmas book. I mean, oh, do you want me to are. just talk about Advent? Oh, yes, momentarily? I do. Set I do. the scene. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so we were going to do. So we were going to do a bit more on Christmas, but we'll we will push that back a bit because um, uh, because of Brian's Brian's interview, and we want to get that in because Brian is running an Advent email series. And it would be good for people to sign up as soon as possible on that. So we don't want to delay that. Exactly. And it is excellent. I mean, we're not just, we don't get anything out of this. It's not like he pays us to no, say this. No. It is an excellent series and I look forward to it every year. He's he's very good. So, mm. you know, uh, uh, there's content on this week as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Advent. Well, I think the interesting thing I found about, about Advent, two things. One, every Advent calendar is wrong. Because okay. Advent does not begin on the 1st of December. It begins on the the well, the Sunday nearest to the end of November, the fourth Sunday before. Okay. Yes. Yeah, good point. So it could be in December, or it could be, as it was this year, at the end of November, twenty ninth. Mm. And the reason Advent calendars all start on the first of December was a was a commercial decision. It was so that if they didn't sell, they could sell them again next year. Because if you because Advent moves around, so the date mm. moves, so. They didn't want to do that. So, but the other interesting thing, and looking at your face, perhaps the more interesting thing. No, no, I, I was just thinking. <laughs> oh, you were going to tell me a really exciting fact, and I thought I've heard that fact before. Where have, no. Oh yeah, I read it in a book, in book two weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> well, that is the case. Well, no, the it's other brilliant. thing about Advent, which you point out in the book, is that technically it's a fast, which I didn't yes. realise. Yes. And it, and I think that fits well with what Brian's going to say because there's a lot about waiting and you oh. know reflecting and all this kind of stuff. And technically, Advent is not a kind of we turned it into a kind of pre-Christmas, haven't we? Where you sort yeah. of have like a little present every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just, oh, how it's changed. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in fact, it's supposed to be a fast, really, and that was what it was all about because you you built up yeah. to the feast. Yes. So. Um, 
anyway, that's a little Christmas fact. Let's move I on and love, head towards the interview, shall we? I love your Christmas facts. Well, before we do, just a couple of emails and then a third email, which I think will take us nicely into the interview. So first okay. of all, first of all, from beloved uh, and lovely listener Gareth, who says, Hi, Joe and Nick. Haven't read the book yet. It's on the Christmas list. But being the Nick Page fanboy that I am, I have read and owned a copy of The Church Invisible that he wrote almost 20 years ago. Do you realise oh, that was 20 years me. ago? Oh. Anyway, he says it's a book about Britain 40 years on. And remembering back, it feels like it's becoming scarily more accurate by the day. <laughs> <laughs> so as Nick Page is clearly a prophet, I wonder if Nick has any insight or predictions into what will be this, uh, the new Christmas traditions of 40 years time. Maybe ones we can claim as ancient Celtic traditions. <laughs> Oh, wow. I like yeah. that. <laughs> thank uh, you, I, Gareth. <laughs> thank you, Gareth. Well, obviously, the advert, the John Lewis advert will become, or whatever takes over. It'll yeah. start as John Lewis, and then it'll gradually become a sort of government advert, and then we'll all we'll all wait for the Queen. Oh, the Queen, probably the royalty will switch from doing a speech mm. into doing a Christmas advert, <laughs> and then that'll become the new tradition. And then the Anglican Church will sort of boil down nine lessons and carols to, you know... No, half a lesson and one carol, and you know, it'll yeah. be over, it'll be all on, on YouTube. Um, yeah, no, that was a fun. The Church Invisible was a book I wrote a long time ago, yeah, and it was a sort of sci fi kind of book set in the future. One of the things I do, I don't remember much about it, and I, I would hate to reread it, but one of the things I do remember is that it, it had, um, your furniture talked to you and told you things. It sort of was anticipation of the sort of like the you know this yeah. the internet ready home kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. You know? when, you, when your fridge orders for you and all that. Yeah, sort exactly. Of yeah. In my in my one, the toilet told you if your diet wasn't very good. <laughs> that's a great idea. It's coming. It is. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Gareth. Okay, and then we had this great one in from Austin, Rev Austin. You know how we like random stuff. So he's written and performs a poem, uh, a grim nativity poem, and it's called oh. it's called Fly's Eye, and it's actually the nativity sort of told from the perspective of a fly, in uh, poem <laughs> form, and it is bizarre and wonderful, and uh, you can hear him speaking it. It's a little YouTube with graphics. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it up on our Facebook site. Maybe you can put a link to it. It's just terrific. Yeah, great. We'll, so, we'll pop it on the website as well. Thank you, Rev Austin. We love that kind of stuff. God bless you. And then, okay, so so now uh, to uh, Andrew, and I thought I, I saved it till now because I think this this one. Uh, leads in now it's quite a long email and believe me i have edited it down uh, dramatically uh, so here goes and he says dear reverend and mrs davis and n and mrs p i don't know oh. that our, our wives have ever been written to have they so that's lovely no well my wife doesn't listen to it so she'll never hear that but thank you for the greeting anyway <laughs> yeah that's on her behalf anyway <laughs> he says greetings from the antipodes aka god's own earth or as you quaintly suggest the colonies Far bit from me to rub your noses in the fact that these colonials have done what the mighty UK has failed to do and virtually eliminated COVID-19 through oh, national man. policies and people upholding their social contract. But hey, rule Britannia. And don't tell me it's just because it's easier when you're an island nation. Where exactly do you live again? Yeah, OK, take your point. Take your point. <laughs> he says, I've been one of your poor, unfortunate listeners since episode one. I'm happy to report, though, that therapy seems to be helping. And most days I get at least a few minutes when the twitching stops. <laughs> 
anyways, seriously though, I'm just grateful to you guys. Your podcast is a genuine sanity saver for me in my seemingly perpetual MFC and to the reason he wrote the email. What I'd most like to know is how do I unenroll from the mid-faith crisis? Seriously, mm. I'm, t- I'm totally over it. I've been seven years now and I don't feel like I'm any closer to any kind of resolution than ever. I really miss those days of certainty, of knowing the reality of God, of worshipping wholeheartedly, of being able to share in the life and experiences of the people in my church family. Now I'm enduring the worship, trying hard not to critique the banal lyrics, uh, blah, 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 listening to sermons and testimonies and wanting to say, but how do you really know what this is, what you think it is? Feeling isolated and alone and knowing that I I was really honest with my home group about where I am, that they would look pitifully at me, praying for me to essentially get better and view this as a failure of faith and belief, etc. I couldn't bear the string of platitudes I know would ensue. He says some of the things I've been most challenged by this year have come from some unlikely sources and he says for example St Nick of the Caves into my arms I like that Uh, starts with the line I don't believe in an interventionist God we so often pray for God to change something in the world I hear people frequently thank God and utter so good about him when they get an outcome they want and have prayed for but what about when they don't no utterances about the goodness of God then so did he change is he only so good when he dispenses the particular flavour of bubblegum that we like Did anyone bother to compare how often a desired outcome occurs when we pray compared to how often it occurs when we don't? If not, how can we have any idea whether our prayers were a factor? And then he goes on to talk about actually what a rough year he's had um, Mm. and and capped off with quite a severe bout of depression, which I know one or two of our listeners will relate to. So he says, sorry, this has been a bit of a long rant. I don't expect you have answers. I'm not sure there are any, but I know that at least you won't be shocked by any of this and that you won't judge me from my thoughts. Certainly not. Anyway, he says, it's just good to offload to someone who has some idea of what it's like to be in this place that is starting to look more like hell on earth than the kingdom of God within me. Keep up the good work with your podcast. You just never know how many of us are out there for whom this is a lifeline. I, I thought that was brilliant. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you for sharing uh, that uh, with us. And um, back to the start of that email. Do we ever get over the mid-faith crisis? Um, well, what do you think about that? Because I think yes and no. Well, I think what we should do with this, I think that's a great yeah. uh, email with lots in there. And, um, the reason you put it in was because it's going to lead nicely. Brian Draper talks a lot about this, about the darkness and all this kind of stuff. So we're good. Yeah. But I do think I, what I'd like to do is return to it because I think that idea of when do we leave the M, the mid faith crisis? Do we leave the mid faith crisis? Yeah. How long can you go on in crisis? Yes, exactly. Yeah, is something that probably we should return to in a couple of episodes because I yeah. have been thinking about it. It's like mm. the title of the podcast. The longer the whole series goes on, you kind of think, yeah. Okay, we're still in crisis, and now it's four years. Yeah, <laughs> longer <laughs> so than four. Very, it's a very good question. What it I'd is. like to do, Andrew, is uh, and thank you so much. Is yeah, we'll return to this. I think as the topic. Yeah, uh, and maybe you know it, it'll help in terms of what Brian is going to speak about uh, coming up. Yes, but I think it's a really good question. It is a great question, and thank you so much for it. So, to Brian Draper. Mm. Brian, as you know, is a, a beloved supporter of the podcast and we beloved supporters of him, it has to be said. Uh, I spoke to him uh, some time ago 
about soulfulness and uh, all he's doing there. Um, he just had a new book out, Soulfulness in Nature, uh, back then. Um, but I just thought it'd be great because he does this wonderful, lovely series of emails for Advent uh, and Lent as well, actually, each year. I just thought it'd be great to just talk to him about Advent. Hmm. So here's Joe. And as usual, it's recorded in a sort of underpass somewhere or something. No, you actually, this? the bit of string reached from my tin can <laughs> in Worthing to his tin can in Winchester. So I think it's it's fair to say there are some technical issues, but uh, it's a really good interview. And he's got really, uh, as, as normal with Joe's interviews, really good. And he's got some good things to say. So it's my real pleasure to welcome back uh, to the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast our dear friend Brian Draper. Brian, welcome. Hello. It's lovely to see you. <laughs> it's great to see you too. <laughs> it's been a while. And what a lot has happened since we last met. How are you? How are you? Yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm all right, I think. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I got the dreaded virus in um, early April yeah. and um, uh, it ended up being the long form of it the long covid so <laughs> to be yeah. absolutely honest it's been quite a, a physical struggle for the last seven months um mm. i've had i've had good weeks where i've been thinking i'm turning a corner yeah and then i'll get overexcited and go for a slightly longer walk because that's what i've missed this year yeah. not being very well and uh and it'll hit me hard and i'll be back in bed for a couple of days and you know just really struggling but I've learned some good lessons within it all. I've learned how to pace myself. I've learned patience. Mm. And uh, I was I was laughing because when you asked me whether I'd come on, I think the last time I saw you, you were sitting in my study admiring yeah. my lovely wall, my my lovely wall planner. Yeah, we were. And I got some great events. Yeah, you did. Up till up till March that you were looking at, and uh, and literally nothing else went in. <laughs> Everything was obliterated. It was my Along curse. With, with you. <laughs> so it's been this. Uh, it's been this fascinating um, year, tough year, but what Richard Raw would call a you know a liminal space where all sorts oh. of um, opportunities can arise if we if we're pre if we're present to them. Well. I love that you say that because, I mean, that is in essence what I wanted to talk to you about. We were just having a little joke about you are the Advent expert. But I do think it's been such an incredible, it's been such a year. And of course, as well as the normal kind of mid-faith crisis that we might bring to uh, the Christmas season, we're bringing the COVID year and all of, all of that, you know, into this space. I just, uh, I just wondered for you, um, and by the way, I'm, I'm so glad you're here and you're all right. But I do hear what you say about the long COVID and it's, it's still a long way to recovery, I guess. But what's the opportunity for you in Advent this year, do you think? I think it's, I think it's maybe the first time for a lot of us. Well, I speak for myself. I always speak for myself with these things. And if it, um, if it resonates with... Uh, with you two then that's that's great but for me in a sense it's it's the first real proper kind of moment in time season where we can regroup where we've we've we've, we've just slowly begun to get our heads around what's been happening to us this year i mean i i, I expect it'll take you know years 
if not decades for us to process mm. kind of what's been what's been going on in a sense and the loss that people have encountered and the disorientation mm. and the disruption to busyness as usual but it's an opportunity to pause and to regroup and to think again i mean obviously in a sense this advent is going to be potentially very different to normal usually with the email series that i that i write it's all about trying to almost disrupt people's busyness yeah. and to open up soulful space within the busyness for people to kind of remember the reason for the season and all that mm. sort of thing but 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 this year there's been that element of so in, in some respects, you know, we, we've almost got too much time. There's, you, you know, it's like Groundhog Day. What, what, what are we doing? Where do we go? And I think that this is, we're getting these lovely glimmers of hope with the vaccine, aren't we? And, mm, uh, mm. But, but alongside that, there is also the, that feeling that actually we're in for a long, hard winter as well. And we're not out of this yet. And actually, you know, for some people, the worst may be yet to come. The nights are drawing in. It's getting mm. cold. It's going to be wet. It's going to be a slog. Mm. And uh, how do we face into this season, this darkness, mm. without trying to escape it, without trying to distract ourselves, but actually, you know, to 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 seek after the essence of advent the, the the sense of incarnation that we follow the god who who um came to show us embrace not escape so how can we step into the darkness with a sense of openness curiosity wonder hopefulness and be really open to to what it holds as we as we look yeah, for yeah. the light. So I mean, in a yeah. sense, this, this this is our chance to have an advent like absolutely no other. You know, this is where the rubber hits the road. It's not just about oh, we need to slow down a bit to remember mm. what the true meaning of mm. Christmas is like. It's mm. like flipping it. We are walking in darkness. Yeah. Where is the light? What is the nature of the light? And how can I within this? pause long enough and create a space soulful enough for me to make real sense of this mm, but thank you as normal i love i love having you here brian because i'll just wind you up and off you go it's great and you've said so Sorry. much there the god who who invites us not to escape but embrace the darkness i think you said that <laughs> but it was a while ago but you know, I mean, yeah. say a bit more about that. A God who invites us not to escape, but to embrace darkness. How do you work well, that? <laughs> well, I, our, our example comes from Jesus. You know, the, 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 the wonderful mm -hmm. poetry of the incarnation is that, mm -hmm. you know, God didn't come here to sort of chuck us into the lifeboat, I, I, I don't believe. God, mm -hmm. God came through Jesus to embrace us and to show us life in its fullness. Mm. And I think that, I think that principle always extends wherever we find ourselves. So, so, so it's not about, ah, I hate it here. How do I get out? It's about, it's about 
being here most fully and learning to love what is here and accepting that we are here lovingly before we can then begin to move through it. You know, the way um, Parker Palmer has this great saying about the, the harsh winters in the Midwest of America, that the, the way to get through them is to get into them. And, um, and I think that's, that, that's true for following Jesus into the darkness and, 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 uh, and seeing, seeing what we see within it. I love that because, I mean, I think, I think a lot of us grew up on a faith that it's all about walking in victory. And so the assumption was that now we've got Jesus with us, we will avoid all darkness. We will be walking this wonderful, we will be walking in the light. And there will be, in fact, there will be no darkness anymore because we've got Jesus, who's the light of the world with us. And so, you know, goodbye, darkness, hello, light and victory. And, um, and I think it doesn't take long of, you know, living a bit of life to realise, oh, no, that, that can't actually be quite right uh, or else I'm doing something totally wrong because there's still a lot of, of darkness. So I like what you're saying. So and, and, and connecting you, 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 that to Advent, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, and you get this lovely, I mean, I, I, this, this is an amazing time of year. It's so evocative. I mean, I love, I love Advent and everything mm. about it. You know, from, from the, the moment you hear a choir begin to sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and it, it mm. almost like creates a, a static in the air where you can, where, 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 where at last you come back alive to that possibility of there being angels in the sky mm. and a God who can, come down to earth in in that way um but you also get these wonderful skies and 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 that sense of incarnation of of of, of the word becoming flesh always reminds me to to enjoy the physicality of life um as much as the the spirituality everything is is, is whole and these amazing sunrises and sunsets that we're having where kind of the light gets compressed at this time of year um the, these twilight colours where all the yeah. colours mix just reminds me that actually it's more than just black and white, isn't it? There is a, a, mm. an incredible mystery, both with the light coming into the darkness and the light and the darkness falling. And it, it's almost as though, for me, sunrise and sunset, particularly twilight, are like a liminal space in the day where you just feel a little bit more open to wonder and to connection with God and creation and to the possibility that actually as you look into the darkness you, your eyes will adjust and you'll be able to see that in different ways the Bible talks about finding treasures in the darkness and yes yeah indeed yeah I often wonder why that isn't one of the sort of standard uh, Christmas verses actually because uh, it isn't, it's an Isaiah prophecy, isn't it? That you, there will be treasures in the darkness. And uh, yeah. that seems to make real sense for the Advent season, doesn't it? We, 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 we become quite afraid of the dark. And so I think you're, mm. you're absolutely right. We, we focus so much on the light that we put. I mean, Barbara Brown Taylor wrote a beautiful book. I don't know if you read it, um, called Learning to Walk in the Dark. Um, I think it was about mm. sort of eight years ago or so. Yeah. All about just the not only the the wonders of natural darkness and the fact that we we need it you know we need it for the rest we need it for the you know just, just for so much but also um you know the 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 importance of the 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 darkness within within our spirituality mm -hmm. the the not knowing the being willing 
not mm. to know as we step out in in mm. faith uh, on this journey. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, isn't it? Not fighting the darkness, but willing embracing it. I had an email this week actually from someone sort of saying, you know, how, you know, how do we get out of this crisis of not knowing this mid faith crisis? You know, not knowing suddenly all the certainty is gone, and now there's like we're we're not sure yeah. what's replacing it and what's there. But but I think what we're talking about there is is actually a willing em- embrace rather than a resisting of all the questions, but a willing embrace of the questions. And that that's the way through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And to be willing to sit there for as long as it takes, in a sense, mm. you know, all the while we're, we're, we're urging ourselves to get out of this mm. moment. Um, we're missing the, ri- the treasures in the darkness. We're rich, missing the yes. riches that were here all along. And I, I do wonder with this strange year, whether a number of us might not look back and think, Oh my goodness, I wish I'd have actually made more of that. I know it was hard, mm. I know it was difficult, but I wish I'd have been more present to actually what it was teaching me. I've been, mm. I don't want to sound pious, I've, I've tried really, really hard to sort of befriend this ailment that I've had for, for, for seven months of, of fatigue. And instead of trying to battle it or to fight it or to get rid of it, just to be willing patiently to sit with it mm. and learn from it and i am learning from it and i I'm, i i will be glad when it's gone but at the moment it's it, it that there is something that i that i can learn through this um through this particular season of my life um and so i think well I- well, they, I think this is incredible, but I, I want to ask you a question because you sound like a bit of a Zen master. I mean, because I, I, I would I would have that ideal, but I would find it very um, difficult to do, I think. So here we are. We, you know, some of us are busy. Some of us, it's like Groundhog Day. We know the preparations are coming. We want to make it special for our family, assuming we're allowed to see them and all those things going in the background. Practically, practically, it taught me through the actual mechanics of how do I embrace this season? How do I access the treasure that is the Advent season? What can I do on a practical daily basis? Well, I think I, I always think that practice is, is, is the way in, hmm. you know, so, so, so for, for, for me, for instance, and for, for, for the people who are doing the email hmm. series, we're, we're, we're stopping at four o'clock every day, hmm. <laughs> set, set your alarm. I mean, you don't have to set it for four o'clock. You might like to set it for midday when the sun's at its highest or for sunrise or something. But, but, but what, what, what I'm doing is setting my alarm for four o'clock, hmm. pausing to look outside, kind of turning off the lights, letting my eyes adjust and just facing into the darkness and into kind of the reality of where I am just for a few moments before Mm -hmm. then lighting a candle, say a short prayer, Mm -hmm. count my blessings and be still. I mean, breathing is always just so Mm -hmm. helpful for me. Breathing, of course, Uh, we do it all the time, but consciously, intentionally taking a few slower, deeper breaths. It almost just brings you into the present moment. Um, And then, so I think the trick is just being open and being present to 
this season. And of course, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of wonderful books you can read and compendiums of mm. Advent and Christmas literature and poetry and all of that stuff that you can, you, you can be intentional about. But I think practicing being open with anticipation and a sense of wonder, you know, I think this is... Mm. The one time of year, you know, I, I went up the I went up the hill with uh, my daughter Mercy the other day. She's fifteen, and um, she's probably a bit like me. The apple doesn't far, fall too far from the tree. But we're going up the hill, and um, the moon was rising in the oh yeah yeah east. The sun was setting. No, yeah. the moon. Yeah, the sun was yeah. setting in the west. The sun, moon was rising in the east. It was just incredible. And we were talking about kind of the magic of this particular time of year and the season. And she said, Dad, she said the this. Um, this time of year and Christmas in particular, she said, I know there's all the excitement about presents and everything that's happening, but there's a feeling behind it all that I'm only just beginning to kind of pinpoint. She said, is that God? And, um, wow. and I thought, oh, wow. oh yeah, that, that absolutely is. And this, 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 this time of year for me just helps me to be open to that, greater sense of wonder so giving yourself every opportunity practically with a rhythm through the day where you can stop and pause and with openness and curiosity and gratitude just just wait on god and you, you, know, you don't, don't don't have to get anything from it just just well, wait just be you still. know i mean uh, there's lot again you've said so much there and there's lots i want to talk to you about but i'm trying to keep this kind of briefish um for us um so let's let's get also practical i love the i love your daily email as you know big fans of this uh, of your emails on this show and I, I love the fact that they're not demanding do you know what i mean some emails you read them and either intellectually they're demanding or they set spiritual practices that are way beyond what's realistic in life but i love yeah. that you you focus on simplicity and you also bring together such such great quotes. And actually, I was going to quote you a bit from the first one yesterday. <laughs> you said this, and I love this so much. You said, don't worry about what you can get out of this season. Goodness will flow. Let's try instead to bring ourselves gently and openly to it. After all, you are as much a gift to each new day as each new day is a gift to you. Oh, I love that, mate. <laughs> I blooming love that. <laughs> Who's, who said that? That's nice. <laughs> it's great. Well, I was talking about it with a friend actually this morning. <laughs> it really impacted them. Yeah, it is. You are as much a gift to each new day as each new day is a gift to you. I wonder how many of our listeners actually believe that and see that. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, thank you. And, and, you know, it's just always a massive principle. I think within consumer culture and Christmas is a, is a, um, is a season that's been so highly commodified, but that sense of anything we're doing, whether it's a spiritual retreat or a holiday or, you know, whatever, a meeting, instead of thinking what I can get out of it, just, just bringing yourself, not, not, not to make your, to stamp your mark on it, but to bring yourself, you know, that the, the Hebrew word hineni, here I am in vulnerability, openness, willingness, and just, just meeting the moment with that vulnerability and openness. And it's wonderful. You don't really have to do that much more. No, oh, that is terrific. Now, listen, if people want to join the Advent series, is it too late? Can they do it? 
Never too late. No, right. no. Um, I should have a web link, shouldn't I, really? You should have um, a if, web if, link. If, 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 if you just look up Brian Draper Advent, yeah. Google should Google should yeah. take you there. Um, sign up and um, you can you can chip in a little donation if you want, but there's never any obligation. I know it's been a really yeah. hard year for people, so the, the important thing is if you, yeah. you want to join, uh, just 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 sign up and you'll you'll start getting the email. Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you. Well, listen, Brian, we've probably said enough um, uh, because uh, time is marching on. But, mate, I want to thank you so much for this. Really wish you well uh, as you continue to recover from this uh, long COVID and also wish you a really happy Christmas, you and the family. Bless you, mate. Happy Christmas to you too. Thank Cheers, you. Cheers, buddy. Bye now. Bye. So there we are. That was Brian Draper. Um, ah, recommend you sign up. There's a link to his Advent uh, series uh, on the webpage, uh, Medfaith Crisis webpage, uh, so you can get to it from there. And also there's a link to episode 105, I think it was, which was the one where mm. Joe interviewed him last time, which is, again, yeah. well worth a listen. Yes, it is. Uh, it and is. better quality. <laughs> yes, it is better quality. Because <laughs> I took my computer to him. Back yes. in the days when we could be in the same room as people. That were, they were lovely days, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. So what did you really take out of that, uh, that oh, interview? I think there were some really strong uh, well, bits I, in it. Well, but... I think there were some lovely things. And as we say, there's a lot that really links back to Andrew's email, I think. But, you know, that, that thing about it's, you know, Advent, it's about being here fully and accepting where we are lovingly. Mm. I mean, that's that's just a line from the interview that spoke to me quite yeah. uh, powerfully. And, you know, the, the, again, on a similar theme, uh, you know, he was talking about how do we get through the winter? Well, the way to get through them is to get into them. And I thought there was something really yes. profound yes. about that. But it speaks to this deeper level of of soul, doesn't it? Of, of you know, my instinctive reaction is always to avoid pain, to avoid darkness, to turn away from it, to run from it. You know, the, the wise man doesn't run towards the sunset to try and keep up with the sun. The wise man turns, faces the darkness and walks that way, knowing that the sun will rise again. And I think, you know, that's something I know that's true, but it's something I find really difficult to put into action. It's counterintuitive. Mm. to uh to embrace darkness it is it is for me anyway but I, I i thought it was amazing what he was saying about how he's embraced the long covid and how difficult yeah, it must yeah, have been yeah. yeah yeah i mean i think taken together with uh, andrew's email mm. it's really it's very powerful to think about and challenging to think about you know that this is where we're supposed to dwell in fact it might not be a, a blip or a phase or something, but it might be a, a, a new location, a place to live for some time. And I did like that. Right? The, 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 the way to get through the darkness is to, to get into the darkness. And, and that, that powerful thing about a God who invites us to embrace darkness yes. and not escape it. Yeah. Oh, man. I often think about this because it's, it, it reminds me of the bit in the Gospels where Peter identified, you know, Jesus asked Peter, who, uh, the disciples generally, who do you say I am? You know, he says, "Look at all this merchandise I've got made." Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, isn't it who obvious? Do you, who, do you say, who do you say I am? Um, and uh, and Peter says, "You are the Messiah." And and he says, "Well done." And, oh, and by the way, I've got to go and be killed. And yes. it's like straight away, very disappointing the, answer. Yeah, you yeah. know, like I don't think any of the disciples <laughs> no. thought that that's what following the real Messiah was yeah. going to mean. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, it. it 
and yet that's such a part of it. Exactly. And we miss it and we we gloss over it because we don't like the darkness. It's a bit like those times of Thanksgiving, you know, in churches where you're supposed to shout out a promise of Jesus. You know, you know, yes. yeah, yeah. Shout out your favorite promise, and no one ever goes out. Persecution, <laughs> suffering. <laughs> no one shouts that out. Yeah. People will hate me because of you. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, we, song. We've airbrushed it out somehow yes. of our faith because yes. it's just too painful to contemplate. But I did feel it was it was a bit like a master. I mean, good luck telling a depressed person, hey, the best thing you can do is really embrace this depression right now. And yet, I, I mean, I, I look back to an episode, you know, my brush with depression. And I remember so vividly seeing my counsellor and going in. And the first thing I wanted to say, he, I, I don't think he did say, how are you? But you know, those kind of early conversations mm-hmm. when you start mm-hmm. a session, it's a bit like, oh, I'm so depressed. He goes, no, no tell me how you are now. And, you know, I was referring to things yeah, that had happened yeah. in the past, but he's, he was it was really interesting. He was not interested in the past. And I found it a bit frustrating and got a bit, right. an, got a bit annoyed with him because I wanted to tell him my story. But all he was interested in was this present moment. What's right. going on yeah. here? What mm. colours are you noticing was something mm. he made me say. <laughs> and, you know, and what really? can you smell? Yeah, he really did. Yeah, what? it was very irritating. You know, and what I was, colours were you noticing? Well, I was paying for the session. I was going to see red in a minute, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but it was actually, looking back, I see why he did it. Yes. Because I was so locked into something that had happened in the past. I just, you know, I was defining my current mood and state by that. And, you know, if you are depressed, I know from experience, and you know, the truth is you're experiencing low moods most of the time, but not all of the time. Mm. You, you you can still be very depressed and, and have an odd laugh. Mm. You can still mm. be depressed and, and see a programme on TV that really cracks you up and makes mm. so it's a it's a mistake to give yourself any label of I'm depressed, I'm this, I'm that. And I think, you know, when Brian was talking, you know, I mean he could he could spin out a narrative and I wonder if I'm immature enough to do this, where I just talk about long COVID all the time, you know, garner support for Yes, me. yes. Whereas actually, what I heard him say is, I've had long COVID. It's been a real struggle. Is it? But there's also been lessons here and some stuff yes. I've learnt. And there's yes. been some opportunity. And I just think, I want to get there. I want, yeah, I want, to, I think, I want to do that. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. And, and I think what I took from it as a challenge for myself, and again, I'm, I, I wouldn't dare saying I'm mature enough to get there, to, to be there yet, is the idea that actually in the darkness... There is wonder and a connection with God, mm. and that's a bit what what you were saying. In the darkness, mm. there is humour. In the darkness, so it's not. Yeah. A, there is always a bit of light in there, and and um, you know, can we be willing not to know things? Yes, and it seems to me that's a masterclass in how to travail. I suppose the mid faith crisis. It's not that you don't have questions anymore. It's that you now are happy with the questions. Yeah, yeah, and maybe you just ex- explore them differently. It's not that you don't seek answers either, I think, but it's just mm. that you can sit with a bit more, I mean, Brian used the word liminal, which means sort of between places, doesn't it? Um, mm. y- y- you know, you can sit with those kind of, that betweenness, yeah. I think, a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Uh, so thank you for doing that. No, always a pleasure. Uh, lovely to spend time with Brian. He's a, he's a pro. How lovely to work with a professional 
you know, just one on one for a change. It's just, just, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. I bet he was thinking that about the audio. <laughs> I bet he was thinking, how, how lovely to have a pro audio engineer host this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's what he was thinking. Do sign up to his email. Oh, yeah. And uh, check out his website. And do send us in any questions, comments, yeah, ideas do. on anything you've heard, any responses to Brian, uh, questions about Christmas or whatever. We'll be back next week because this has been more than long enough now. Yes. Um, thank you to everyone who contributes to the show. It's uh, always appreciated. It is. And don't forget, you are as much a gift to each new day as each new day is a gift to you. Amen. Amen. <laughs>